Welcome to Uncontained, episode 30. I'm your host, Aaron Static Render, and on the show today we have Iowa-based actress Lynn Corinne. She's been acting since she was a kid, but recently, within the last few years, has gotten into doing film and modeling. Some of her recent performances have included a short called One Good Performance and The Girl in the Green Army Jacket. You can check those out on Vimeo and YouTube right now to get familiar with her. And also, she's worked on a film with Guest number one of Uncontained, Tom Garland, called The Burial. And uh, we talk about that a little bit in this episode, along with how she gets acting jobs being in Iowa, where it's not exactly a mecca for the entertainment business. We also talk about what projects she has coming up, including one with uh, with Sasquatch. And no, it's not a Jack Link's commercial. Let's get the show started. Wait no longer. Here's episode 30 of Uncontained with actress slash model Lynn. Corinne. How's it going today, Lynn? And welcome to Uncontained. Hi, thanks for having me. It's kind of going great right now. <laughs> All right, great, great. Thanks for coming on the podcast. And uh, before we jump into a little bit more about yourself, you've actually worked with a previous Uncontained guest, Tom Garland. Is that correct? Yep. Yeah, we worked on a burial trailer. Um, it was really fun to work with him. He's a great comedian. And um, apparently we've had a lot of connections through other things through each other. So it's been kind of funny knowing him. So when I was living in Cedar Rapids and I was I was doing stand up with Tom, got to know Tom pretty well. And I was happy to have him as my first guest on the show. What was it like working with Tom? Tom is an awesome actor to work with. Um, surprisingly enough, um, he pulls jokes so naturally, but working with him, he's so dedicated to the actor um, and the character itself. Um, there's a scene that actually didn't make it into the uh, trailer where he's holding um, a knife to my neck because all of us are like poisoned by this cursed forest. And um, he did like such a good job in like helping me react in a way that I'd look terrified when I kept trying to laugh. Um, but he's a great person to work with and definitely super, super motivating. So the the knife to the throat was part of the script. It wasn't just Tom going like crazy on the no, set. No, 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 no. Yeah, it was part of the script. <laughs> all right. All right. Good. So what did Tom do in order to get you into the scared mode instead of laughing mode on set? Well, we try to keep it light. So it was hard not to laugh. Um, but he and um, our director, Jack Meggers, um, definitely used a lot of provoking like past emotions and memories to pull that. And then Tom would have his own conversation with Jack and I would have my own. And then Tom just took it to like a whole nother level by just like talking to me. He's like, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to murder you and blah, blah, blah. And like saying all these things. And I was just like already affected by Jack. So it was just over the top but it was perfect for the scene all right all right so you had to go through a little real life trauma <laughs> to get to the to get to that point that you needed for the show pretty much yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right i think that's called method acting i'm not 100 percent sure <laughs> okay for my listeners that don't know you could you uh share just a little bit about yourself because uh i want them to get familiar with with you before we get rolling Okay. 
Um, I'm Lynn Crant. I'm a 20-year-old Iowa State student here in Ames, Iowa. Um, I started acting when I was a little kid, but started doing film probably around two and a half years ago. Um, my first movie I ever did was with director Connor Botts, and ever since then, I've been signed to Peak Agency here in Des Moines and have done acting and modeling. All right, great. You said uh, you got into acting like when you were a little kid. What kind of acting did you do then? Uh, I did like cute little musicals when I was a little kid. I remember, vaguely remember running around trees and singing with like hats on. Uh, so that's like <laughs> my earliest memory of acting. But even when I was a little kid, I would make up voices and like scenarios and always was kind of acting since I was a child. But then I found out I can take it to even more of a level. So I did. You said you like doing voices. Mm -hmm. Do you do impersonations? Do you do any voiceover work? Um, I haven't done impersonations, but I have been wanting to do voiceover and animation work. Uh, but in Iowa, it's very limited. Um, but I definitely do want to dive into that at some point in my career. Yes, that has always been a field that has kind of interested me. Um, but, you know, I, was, I just heard the voices part. I was like, maybe I can get an impersonation out of her. Maybe I can get an impersonation out of her. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. But you did kind of do a voiceover project in a way. Uh, it was, uh, is it the girl in the army jacket or the girl in the... Yep, Girl in the Green Army Jacket, uh, directed by Bill Albert uh, in Iowa City, actually. I was like, that's in the Ped Mall. Yep, yep, exactly. <laughs> so the perspective of that was like basically showing you sitting on a bench in the Ped Mall mm -hmm. doing a voiceover. And um, you're kind of like lost in thought. Is Are those your thoughts going on in that? Or is it what he thinks you're thinking? Um, it's actually based off of a true story of someone he saw many years ago. Um, and he kind of just started in his mind writing an idea of who she might be and what she might be going through. And um, I guess one day it really inspired him and he decided to make it into a film and um, I got cast in it. So I um, was very lucky to bring that to life. And um I guess he was just so fascinated by her that he decided to write a story for her. Okay, and he never actually met this person. He just sat and, like, watched and observed for a while? Or? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So he was, I don't know, maybe he was just really in awe of the situation or some type of essence that came from her. But, um, yeah, he was just observing, I guess. How did you like doing just the narration part of that? separate from the acting part? I actually really liked it. Um, it was kind of hard to figure out how I wanted to portray it because you could see it as something coming into positive or going into a negative type of vibe, or it could just be a very neutral kind of, this is her life, it's what she's used to. Um, so we definitely played around with that, but doing that was really fun. I'd never done voiceover for any type of film yet so it was really cool did you did you find it difficult to capture the same mood as a voiceover actor compared to acting sitting lost in thought on the bench did you find it hard to capture that same vibe in voiceover and post I guess a little bit um because I I wish I would have done a little bit more research um and talked to him about what exactly you know, she seemed like to him or what vibe she gave off. 
Um, but we kind of just went with it and it turned out pretty good. Um, but yeah, it was a little difficult to try to do that and then do a face of it. It was just kind of a little awkward, but it turned out really a lot better than I thought. Yeah, yeah. It seems like it could possibly develop into something more. Are there any plans for that or uh, a more in-depth look at the girl in the green army jacket? Actually, I don't know. I know we want to collaborate this October, so maybe I'll bring that up to him and we'll get a sequel going. For those of you who haven't seen it, uh, you can find it on YouTube or Vimeo, I think I saw it on. What else do you have going on acting-wise right now, Lynn? Um, at the moment, I'm actually on a break since I'm in my third year of college. Um, but getting an education, yes, getting an education. <laughs> um, but within the next few months, I'm actually going to be filming a movie series called Sasquatch Boss of the Forest, um, starring me and uh, Ben Rollins, which will play the character of Steve, who is this researcher and he's trying to find Sasquatch. So I play his granddaughter. Okay, okay. I was like uh, wondering who's playing Sasquatch if they had a little like makeup for you, like kind of like the Geico caveman. Yeah, they just need a 5'4 girl playing Sasquatch. So <laughs> that'd be the most adorable Sasquatch ever. His <laughs> little red cheeks and everything. <laughs> so, so you play the granddaughter in the movie. Can you talk much about it yet, or is it still kind of like can't really go into details on it? Or yeah, it's kind of under wraps right now, and the script is being edited a little bit, so I'm not 100% sure what the eventual outcome is. But um, definitely, I will keep people posted on my YouTube and Facebook page. Okay, great. So being from the Midwest or living in the Midwest, it doesn't seem like quite the hub for acting and modeling how do you how do you find these jobs how do you get acting and modeling work in the midwest and that was definitely something i was concerned with when i thought of this as a career um i always thought hollywood was the only place you could really go to but apparently iowa does have a very big film industry um chicago is a lot bigger it's a bigger market but in iowa we Iowa, we definitely have people who are talented enough that we can create a lot of these amazing artistic movies or comedies or um, PSAs. Um, I mostly went through Facebook um, and looked up like Iowa actors, Iowa film. And um, that's honestly how I've gotten most of the jobs that I've done and also just networking a lot. Um, with those people, making sure that um, you're always on a positive outlook on set and um, making sure that you keep in touch with them and collaborate with them in the future. Cool. So social media plays a huge role in connecting with people um, in the industry. Yeah, and it definitely helps you promote yourself. Um, I made a Instagram and a Facebook and a YouTube, and I use those to continue to promote my work, what I do, and personal level things. So, okay. And you identify yourself as an actor first, right? Yeah. And then a model? Yes, yes. Okay. When did you decide to start getting into modeling along with acting? Uh, uh, I actually kind of just did it for fun. Um, a friend and I, she's actually a model and actress now, too. Uh, her name is Sydney Brown. Uh, we decided one day to go to a group photo shoot, and then I loved doing it. And ever since then, I just kept going to photo shoots and collaborating with photographers and 
going from there. So it kind of was just a fun hobby that came up out of nowhere. Okay, cool. That's always nice just to stumble onto something you like to do like that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, just modeling. (laughs) So through acting and modeling, uh, what are some of the uh, biggest challenges that you have faced? I think the biggest thing has been, I think, maybe this is just a personal thing, like a critique. Um, Don't put expectations in your brain. I think that's the one thing that I definitely learned from it all. Um, If you expect certain type of results, you won't be happy with what you have. You just kind of have to go in thinking, okay, this is what I'm doing. And when I see the results, I'll know the results, not kind of just putting it in your brain before. Um, If you think that it's going to look perfect, it's not going to look perfect. So it's kind of almost you, like a self-critique thing. Okay, would you say you're own, your own worst critic oh, or yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay, so what do you do to uh not be so hard on yourself? Uh, do you have any strategies for not beating yourself up? Yeah, uh how you look at other people's work kind of just separate yourself. Don't look at it as yourself, look at it as another person's work. Um like watch the movie as the character, watch them, uh, like look at the different parts of the photo shoot as another model. It's not you. Um, and then critique it based on that. So you're not as harsh on yourself and then just learn from it. Definitely just learn from things that you see that could be changed. Yeah. A lot of people can be the reason they don't go out and do stuff is because they kind of beat themselves up as they uh, go along. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You said you shot a uh, PSA. Yep. What was the PSA for? Uh, it was to bring awareness about um, the Mississippi watershed um, and kind of the contamination and um, uh, different things that flow into it that can definitely um, mess with the water's uh, quality. And um, what it was is that every person that was an actor played a different type of mineral or contaminant and we kind of all interacted with each other and it was almost supposed to be a way of us being like in a like an addiction group <laughs> like <laughs> like a group session um like hi my name is i played um i played like a heavy metal so i like dressed up as like a rocker and everything and i said like rock on had the music um so you played each character by how you were but you interacted with each other as the element it was, it was really really cool and definitely something I like to do. That's that's definitely a unique take on it. But for those for those of us that don't necessarily know what the Mississippi watershed is and what's going on there, obviously there's a lot of elements hanging out there socializing. But uh what's wrong with the Mississippi watershed? So basically the um Rain has caused runoffs to go into the crops and contaminate the uh, watershed, which is what we use all for our own water supply. And um, it was just to bring awareness that we need to be careful what we um, put on all of our crops, what we litter, um, and just showing how it can affect the water quality that we have. That makes more sense to people who aren't along the Mississippi River. 
<laughs> and what's going on in the watershed AA group? Yeah, yeah, pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you got you've been acting since a very young age. You've recently gotten into film and modeling. Uh, what are your goals? Where where do you where do you want to be in the entertainment industry? I honestly um, definitely want to be doing big league movies. Um, uh, Suicide Squad just came out, which is like one of my favorite movies. And um, I just love the CGI and the action and the characters. And that's definitely something that I want to continue further in to go to those bigger films Okay. Um, work on those crazier characters that is just a dream of mine. I haven't seen that movie yet, believe it or not, but I've been wanting to go. But from what little I've seen of the Joker, mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong, but it looks like a cross between the Heath Ledger Joker and David Bowie. Oh, wow. I didn't really think about that. Is, is that is that correct? Or am I... I've only seen, like, pictures of him and, uh, like... Uh, Maybe a preview, but no, he is amazing. He shows the different like Joker is many different types of like insane, and he shows a whole new side of insane. It's a this like sexy gangster Joker. It's not this like menacing, intimidating. He walks in the room and you want to run away. He walks in the room and you just want to watch what he'll do next. Um, that's like definitely the Joker he portrays and it's just absolutely flawless. I loved it so much. I've seen it twice actually. (laughs) Okay. So is he kind of like a, kind of like the rock star? Yeah. Like a rock star gangster kind of, um, feel and vibe to the Joker, but still intimidating enough. Cool. I, I definitely have been wanting to go see that, but I just haven't had the chance to yet. Maybe, maybe I'll get out to it soon or have to wait till it's on Netflix or Redbox or something like that. But <laughs> it's really, it's worth it. It's worth it. Have you done any CGI work before? I have not. I actually really want to because I've actually worked a lot in virtual reality here at Iowa State. And, um, we just started using the HTC Vive and it lets you do a Star Wars game and it's all virtual reality. And just doing that, I was like, wouldn't it be insane if you could watch yourself being in Star Wars with all of these effects and these different creatures? Like it just oh, it blows my mind. It would just be so cool to do that. Yeah, that would be That'd be crazy. I think it would be kind of hard, though, kind of while you're acting like in front in this universe that is just a blue or green screen right in front of you. You know, you got to imagine all these elements going on around you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's hard. Yeah, for sure. It'd be kind of like when you have to go back to when you were a kid and you were playing like playing Star Wars or something like that. And you had to imagine like all the whole universe around you and to be able to make that transformation. I think it'd be kind of fun. It's fun. And it's definitely it's sometimes it's even not even needing a green screen to do that. Um, Sometimes if you're doing close up shots, you're looking at a wall. And pretending that's someone that you're in love with and they're breaking up with you and you have to completely emote and someone's just reading off the lines or you're doing a monologue. So it is possible to do it without the green screen, but it's 
the fun part about being an actor is creating this world that no one else can see except for you. And then when the final results bring it all together, people think it's just magical. Yeah, that 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 is really interesting because you never really think about when it shows a close up of a person that they're just looking at a wall or that the camera itself. You kind of, when the editing's done right as an audience member, you're kind of looking at it like, oh yeah, of course the person's on the other side. They're looking at that person. They're in the same room, but a lot of times that's not the case. Yeah, exactly, and that happens a lot. Um, a lot more than people expect, actually, a lot more than I knew before when I started doing films. I was like, yeah, another person's going to be there. And they're like, nope, you're just going to look at this wall and pretend you know who that is. <laughs> I was like, oh, OK, <laughs> well, I get to talk to you like I'm in love with you, but OK. Um, so it's it's pretty interesting what you have to use your mind with no matter what in film. Yeah, I've heard the same thing goes with like voiceover as well. Like you'll just be in the booth by yourself. Well, most of the time, nobody else will be there. And just uh, the producer giving you cues on what to do. And you read all the characters' lines. You have one-sided conversations. And, uh, you know, you got to capture that emotion that they're trying to get all by yourself. Yeah, exactly. And I've actually seen a lot of B-roll for um, voiceover and what they'll do is they'll take one sentence and they'll say it 10 times in 10 different ways. Um, and then whichever they see that reacts what best with the other person, they use. So it's a lot of imagination. Yeah, and a lot of repeating yeah. things. <laughs> you memorize the script but, very fast. <laughs> yeah, and you know, it's always one thing I learned while I was, well, do doing radio or in college, uh, working, um, doing some video stuff, it's always best to have too much footage instead of needing to go back and get something. Yeah, no, no. That's exactly what film is like. What would be one of the biggest things that you've learned, maybe about yourself or about the entertainment industry? That's a good question. Um, Something I've learned about myself is definitely not people tell you to say yes to everything but sometimes it's okay to not to um it's okay to pass off opportunities if you can't um I definitely like like was like okay yeah I'll do everything but sometimes you can't and um that's honestly like big advice if you know you can't even though you really want it sometimes it's okay to say no um that's definitely something I learned about myself to kind of say what's okay and what's not. Um, if a script changes and you don't like how it is, or if it's not what you thought it was going to be, say no. Um, that's just kind of how something I've learned to be tough when it comes to things that you're making. If you're not happy with it, you don't need to do it. Um, what would be something that you draw the line at? Um, like, no, I don't want to do that. This was supposed to be this kind of party. Yeah. Um, I've actually had a script change so that I would be more provocative than I would have been previously. And I didn't film the movie after that. And that might sound horrible, but I just turned like 18, just started film and that was being thrown in my face. Um, so it kind of deterred me away for a while. But if I, yeah. if I don't feel like I'm comfortable with it, I don't have to do it. Um, and if a director, you know, isn't okay with that, then I'll go to another project. That's just kind of how it goes. You have to build a tough skin, 
not only for criticism, but for yourself. Okay, cool. That's actually very, very insightful right there. And going from that insight to another insight, do you have any advice that you would give anybody starting out or looking to take that next step in the entertainment industry? Yeah, um, be proactive. Um, this is an industry where things are always moving and opportunities do close fast, but they do come fast. Um, so if one door closes, another one opens, um, just be ready for it. Um, always make sure that you have monologues prepared, that you um, are willing to travel, even if you're not going to get paid. Um, just be prepared for anything to happen because this is a smaller industry. And even in the biggest industry, things go by quickly and you have to be ready for them. Okay, cool. Have you been caught hesitating before and missed out on opportunities? Yes, um, definitely. Any that you, you regret? Um, no, not really. Um, I kind of just kind of was like, okay, well, one door closes, another one opens. So I don't let it anger me. <laughs> um, but definitely haven't regretted any of them. No. Okay, cool. So this is a new question that I'm starting to ask uh, my guests here on uncontained. It's how do you promote yourself? What do you do to get your name out there? Um, definitely social media um, and networking. If you're ever on a film set, make sure you say hello to every single person, whether it's an assistant production, lighting, if it's the director, the producer, um, all of the castmates. Even craft services? Even craft services, because you don't know when they're going to be the next Steven Spielberg. Um, <laughs> that is true. You never know. Um, so always be nice to everyone and treat everyone very well and respectful because they are there for the same reasons you are for the love of the art of film and, um, use social media, um, make a YouTube channel, show the different types of acting you can do, um, promote your different films, promote yourself, promote other, um, actors and models. Um, just make sure that your name is out there for people to see and enjoy. Great advice on that. And what are some other ways that you have used social media? Um, I have seen maybe an opportunity that comes up, a casting call for a time that maybe I can't film. Um, but I will go ahead and send directors um, my website or my Facebook telling them, hey, this is my work. If um, you ever have any movies and we want to collaborate, here are my credentials. Um, don't be afraid to talk to people and to push your name to people who can definitely change your career. All right, great. So where can people get a hold of you? Like you mentioned a website, Facebook. You want to go ahead and throw those out there so people can, you know, get a hold of Lynn Karen. Yeah. Um, I have a Facebook page and it's just Lynn Curran. Um, you can find it anywhere. Um, it's a like page. So go ahead and like that anytime you would want. Um, and then I, um, I also have a website called lynnk10.wix.com. Um, you can find it on my Facebook page and it has all of my different 
modeling and acting, my resume, and um, a little bit about myself. Great. And uh, before we get to the last question that we ask, um, you will have to do me a favor and keep me updated on the Sasquatch movie. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, I definitely will. <laughs> do, do you know who they have casted for Sasquatch yet? Is that public knowledge? Or... I actually don't know. That's actually a good question. I have no clue who Sasquatch is. That's a good question. All right. All right. Well, if you want to come out to California and shoot, uh, I'll be Sasquatch. Okay, for sure. I'll let him know. I'll, <laughs> I'll let him know. <laughs> I doubt they'll make the trip out here, but, you know, I'm just throwing that out yeah, there. No, sure. <laughs> I, I did play like in this um, in uh, it's almost a fan film that would have, if it got finished, possibly go to um, film festivals and stuff. I did play Michael Myers oh. from Halloween. Wow. So okay. it, it, it was it was. It was kind of fun. Didn't really go anywhere, but it was a fun time doing it. There's trailers on uh, on YouTube and stuff you can get. It's like called Halloween Seven Bloodline, but it didn't get finished. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, you can't let that bother you. You just got to get, as you probably know, you just got to get your name out there. Go do stuff, as you said, travel even if you don't get paid for it. Type exactly, thing. all for the art and love of film. Have you worked on anything that hasn't gotten finished that you might have been like, oh, okay, that would have been cool if it made it, but it never made it past production? Yeah, uh, yeah. There was actually a movie called September Sixteenth, um, and I don't know if maybe it will be finished. It's still considered in post op. Um, it's basically about this alien invasion that causes. Um, me and my sister to become sick because my boyfriend is actually being possessed by these aliens. Um, so I definitely would love to see the CGI and um, extra parts of that, but it hasn't come out yet. So, well, maybe we can uh, help create a little stir about it. We'll put that in the show notes along with your contact information and stuff like that. So um, that sounds like a very interesting movie and I'd like to see it get it made. So yeah. uncontained audience, you know, let people know who would they need to uh, contact to get that done. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Connor Botts. He's Cinemaster in Iowa. So just harass him a little bit. Nothing too, nothing too bad, but all right, Lynn. So now, I got to get to the question that I asked all my guests here to wrap up the show. Um, Basically, it has to do with the name of the show, Uncontained. How do you live uncontained? I live uncontained by proving that dreams can come true. Um, By going against social norms and by doing things the way that I've wanted to do them in my own way, I've definitely lived uncontained. Perfect. And will you do me the honor of signing us off the show today? Yeah, I'm Lincoln and I live uncontained. Thank you for listening to Uncontained. And thanks again to Lynn Corinne for coming on and sharing how she lives uncontained on this show. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and get to your favorite pod player. Subscribe, share, rate review, do all those things, whatever order you want to. Many people already have, and I appreciate every review because it helps us get found and it helps our artists promote themselves as well that come on the show and share their stories of how they live uncontained. 
If there's somebody you'd like to hear on Uncontained, please let me know. Message me on my Facebook page, Uncontained Pod. I'm always looking for interesting guests to have on the show. Thank you for listening, and until next time, live Uncontained.